0: Hello. Hey, hey, Fanboy Smackdown. What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, man? It's been uh, it's been ages. It has
1: been a little while. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, busy, very busy. But uh, it's mostly with uh, with stuff that I want to be doing. So, well,
0: that's a uh, that's the right way to be. I mean, uh, you know.
1: That's the, I mean people ask me how things go and it's I mean the answer is like almost perpetually that I'm busy, right? Uh, but uh, you know it's it's great when it's busy doing things like podcasting with my friends, uh, writing. Uh, I've started to I, I, I'm it, since I think since we last spoke I've I've taken up playing an instrument or attempting to and uh, excellent on, yep my, my buddies and I uh, we all kind of uh, we're, we're all just kind of had the idea that we, we wanted to start instruments or instruments that were new to us and um, so we've we've had band practice a couple times <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean it's just a bunch of stuff like that and I'm uh, talking I've been see this week in the past week I um, I recorded with Odin 1 eye uh, I'm recording with you and on Sunday I'm recording with T Excellent so, yeah so it's a lot going on but man it's stuff that I like to do so it's there that's being busy is not a complaint
0: right? Yeah, that's and that's a good way of putting it. I mean, if you're doing cool stuff, then being busy is is a is a great thing. You know, that's kind of that's kind of the the cry to heaven of our time. Is that I'm I'm so busy, but you know, if you're busy doing awesome stuff, then that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: you know, I, I like playing video games, but right now that's been put on the back burner because I'm doing too many other things that I would rather do. <laughs>
0: And you know, okay, cool. And what instrument are you taking up? Bass. Ah, I love the bass, man. I I was just playing my bass earlier, like just about an hour ago, while the kids were doing homework. I was like, I'm on. I was like, I'm right here. I'm in the same room with you guys. I'm on point. Have you ever played guitar or bass, or is this is this brand brand new for you?
1: This is brand brand new for me. I uh, when I was in college, I bought a used guitar from one of my roommates, and just fiddled around with it. But it was nothing ever serious, and I never really took the time to do more than just strum on it. You know, I, it right. was it, it was it was a waste of one hundred and twenty five dollars. <laughs> but you know, in college, it was one of those things. Ah, I'm going to learn how to play guitar, right? And, and uh, my there were four of us at room together. Another guy and who uh, who roomed with us he kind of about the same time he said I'm going to play the guitar and um, yeah within like a month he was playing half of Metallica's Black album and uh, and it was like you know he, he had just picked up the guitar
0: yeah. and
1: he played it so much that he never went to class literally never went to class <laughs> um Ended up ended up uh, sticking out the whole year, and his parents paid for. It. <laughs> Man,
0: yeah. yeah, that's that's the right because you're you're paying for that, and you're you know you're living in the storm, and yeah, that's where yeah. sort it's of rough.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was. I, I felt bad for him because I mean he he found it, he found his thing, and he was good at it. <laughs> and um and I don't know I don't I don't know when, when we left when we left that year I don't know what ever happened to him because he he went back home and he um the last thing i knew was that he was applying to music schools yeah he's gonna drop out university of illinois and dropping out to go find a music school His name
0: was like Ingve something right that that's who it was
1: <laughs> something like that <laughs> weird
0: swedish kid <laughs> yeah that's you know I, i've always heard that that's Eddie Van Halen kind of famously said, like, you know, like everybody made fun of me in high school because I never went out, you know, I, was, I never, you know, got any girls because I never went out the, out of the house. I always stayed in and played guitar. So like, I'm getting lots of girls now, you know, like no one's laughing now. So.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 cool. It's something different, and it's you know just expanding my horizons. Even you know at the at the at the ripe young age of 42, just <laughs> still trying new things. I'm, and it, it excites me just... Able to try new things and learn them, and I don't want to lose that.
0: No, right. I mean, that's 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 the way. You know, you hope to be doing that in your seventies. In your seventies, you hope to be going like, hey, you know what? I think let me try out the accordion. You know, exactly. You
1: know, I always
0: wanted to learn that weird Al song.
1: You know, I'm gonna go full on weird owl. <laughs>
0: um, well, it's, you know the the big bass question I have though is is it is it pick
1: or fingers? Fingers. Ah, good man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have. I, um, I tried the pick, and it just didn't feel natural. Um, but I used the fingers, and it's, it's been working out well for me. Um, I, I even picked up uh, Rocksmith for the Xbox 360. And it's, it's one of those things that you don't really learn the songs so much as you just learn to time your, your plucks with what's going on on the screen. But I've had to; it, it's forced me to learn a little bit of technique, just because I have to keep up.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's cool, man. I I applaud your uh, your newfound ambition. It's not newfound, but I, I applaud your ambition. I applaud I applaud all of that. And you know what? That's good stuff. So I'm gonna let's just keep that in. That's
1: that's, and this is kind of what we do with backseat producers. We you know turn all the mics on as everybody's getting settled in and we you know bullshit for twenty minutes or so before we really start the show. Lately, the the content portion of our episodes have been running about 25, 30 minutes, but our, all of our episodes are about an hour long because we <laughs> just eat all that that stuff in. Because people like it. People like hearing us talk. <laughs> right. Well, I mean.
0: Right. You know. You got a you got a lot of charisma. You got charisma, kid. I mean, it's a that, yeah. <laughs> So we're talking to Tony Mast, of course, and, and I, yeah, I think I, we will keep the preceding ten-ish minutes or so about about Tony playing the bass because that's cool stuff, and I, I mean, you know everything else you've been doing. I think that's. Yeah. I'll edit it. You know, I'll cut out some of the some of the chit chat, and I'll keep in the part where you said your social security number, but the rest of it, you know, I can. Uh,
1: Excellent. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to – I mean, the, the next goal, as I was saying earlier, um, is to track down people who see my identity. So this is going to play into that perfectly. Okay.
0: All right. And what was that bank account number again? That was – uh. what? All right. So, you know, you. I want to just – I had two agenda items, and I, I want it like I said to you in text before we started talking, I want – you know, you'll, you'll have the floor. I have two – Fairly big agenda items. One of them, of course, is Duel of the Fates. We, you know, we've got a. This is where we. Thank you for agreeing to be on this episode, by the way. This is where we're gonna set up Duel of the Fates, which is gonna take Deadpan out. Um, but um, so we'll we'll get to that. I, I do have another one I want to get to first, um, and it ties in basically a lot to what you were just talking about about being busy with awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. So that I have a, I've kind of formulated a very very simple kind of life plan and I think I need to go Anthony Robbins with it and have infomercials and and stuff. I think this is, you know actually this really ties in with the old Deadpan is the Way segments. Hey everyone this is Dan Charette, author of Lilith's Love and host of the Out of the Coffin podcast and you are listening to Jack Mangan's Deadpan podcast Deadpan is the motherfucking way How's that? Sweet? Laters. Now, this is, it's almost so new that I can almost, would almost call it half-baked, but it's not half-baked. I think it's fully formulated. It's just that simple. And I think this ties in with what you're talking about. I think at the end of every day, you should look back, and there should have been, at some point during the day, should be at least 15 minutes, and there's really no, there's no cap on it. It can be as many, as much time as you want, but the minimum should be 15 minutes dedicated to something. Something, anything really, that, that you feel makes you a better person, that you feel you can look back on in your final days and go, you know, I'm glad that I, I did that because that made me a better person. And now the beauty of, of this, this system for life, this deadpan is the way system for life, is if you do miss a day because you're just that freaking busy, you know, if you have to paint the house and, you, you know, you, you, all you can do is wake up, work, sleep, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Just Tomorrow you'll get your 15 minutes of doing your thing. And the other beauty of it is it can be anything at all in the world as long as you feel like it makes you a better person. Um, right. So if your thing is eating a giant bowl of M&Ms for 15 minutes, then that is perfect. No one else can say, well, no, that's a stupid thing. That doesn't work. Like, cause screw them. They're not you. It's a totally individual thing. Like, for me... I'd say, you know, walking the dog is sort of exercise and nice, but that's not exercise. Like if I would do like 15 minutes of exercise, that's that counts. Sure. So what are your... I am on, one second. I'm getting a knock on my door. But when we come back, I want to hear, hear your thoughts on my my idea. I'm sorry. I've got to kind of pause for one second. Hey, this is Mike Nelson, and you're listening to Jack Mangan's Deadpan Podcast. Keep it tuned here. I'm back. Yeah, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Um, I think this is actually the best kind of interruption. Tiffany came in. I had I locked the door. I didn't realize it, and she came in, bearing candy bar, candy bar milk stouts. Oh, wow! So, from our favorite local brewery, and it is, it is, it is just amazing. Actually, it's really good. It's probably the best thing I've had from them. Um, are, are you having one now? I'm yes. I'm excellent. Good. I'm
1: imbibing as well. Uh, it's the first drink of the day. <laughs> it is the first drink of the day. I've been sipping it for a little while, but yeah, it is my first drink of the day. Um,
0: so all right, I don't know if that'll go in. Obviously, there's some editing to be done. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, like I said, I I think my 15 minute plan. And that's kind of again, it doesn't even have an official name. I think actually, I like Deadpan is way better than the 15-minute plan. But so, what do you, what do you think? It's, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of living it already. It sounds like every day you're doing at least 15 minutes on something that makes you that you're proud of, that you makes you feel like you're uh, you a better person.
1: Yeah, you know, if if it's if it's Wednesday for me, that's that's our recording day. So it's uh, it's probably about an hour and a half where I'm, I'm sitting around with my friends. Um, enjoying just a, a good conversation that sometimes is thoughtful, uh, quite often is crude, but it it gives me a chance to to be myself and to um, to just forget about you know all the little normal petty bills and and you know the we need a new railing on the porch and we need you know the right. the deck. It's Fixed and there's light bulbs out. You know, just the the, the silly little things that that can stack up and, and and add up. But it's a it's a chance once a week for me just to put that all aside and, and just enjoy, you know, camaraderie. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's uh, like you mentioned earlier, just sitting around with the kids at the table doing homework. Um, sometimes it's a little frustrating because you know you know the answer and man, <laughs> they know they know the answer and. <laughs> yep, yep. that stubbornness that that you gave them is uh, is coming back to bite you sometimes um, but in the end it it's good because you you know you've you you've built that memory you've had that good time and you had to step away for a moment and I did a little bit of quick math um, very simply, 15 minutes a day if you are able to type at 20 words a minute, which is not is not much it's 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 a fairly It's a fairly slow pace. Um, For people who are are competent typists, they can type much, much faster than that. But for 20 words a minute, 15 minutes a day, 365 days a year, the math on that adds up to 109,000 words in a year. That's more than most basic novels. You can write a book in 15 minutes a day. Right. And and that's, you, you break it up into small chunks like that as, I've, I mentioned before that I, I do development work, I program. You break things up into small pieces and, and, and consume them in, in small doses, you can do pretty much anything. You know, taking 15 minutes a day, you can knock out a book in a year.
0: I think I'd rather eat a whole bowl of M&Ms for 15 minutes, though.
1: Well, yeah. But then you got to figure probably the next six days. Well... <laughs> One of the days you'll probably be yacking your guts out. Yeah, that that wouldn't count for my fifteen minutes. Yeah, the other five days is when you're going to be doing that that exercise. before, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it's I, I think it's a great idea, and it's it's something that the people need to take more time to just do something they want to do. Just do do something that. That makes you feel better about yourself, and and if right. what you feel better about yourself is, you know, sitting on the back porch with a with a cold drink, be it ice water or a beer, and just enjoying a moment of, of just serenity, then, hey, that's that's fifteen minutes well spent. Yes, and you know, and fifteen minutes. Pretty
0: much, and as I said, it's it's okay if you if there's a day where you don't, but most days you do have fifteen minutes. You can stay up fifteen minutes later. You can carve out fifteen minutes of your lunch break. You can get up fifteen minutes earlier. You know, you can. There are fifteen minutes is is, is doable.
1: Sure, so take fifteen minutes and learn how to twerk.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> well, you know, I, in my case, it would be perfecting it. But you're right. I think uh,
1: you've got a point. That's a fair point. Right. All right.
0: Yeah, let's let's not let's not go there. Let's not. <laughs> I mean, actually, if you have something to say about it, I, I have nothing at all to say about twerking. Um, it's
1: you know what? It's something that people have been doing in dance clubs for twenty years in, uh, under various names,
0: doing butt. Yeah, I remember. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's someone who has, uh, you know, and speaking specifically of Miley Cyrus, it's someone who has a lot of money. Um, who has the agenda of wanting to lose the persona that they had built up over the last decade and um, to maintain a level of popularity that will continue bringing them income. I don't think she failed at any of that. So <laughs> her 15 minutes was up on stage, and you know what? If, if, if she feels that she made her life better doing that, good for her. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's and that's all I've got to say about it because, uh, to me, she's no different than, you know, Britney Spears or her, or her, uh, Elvis or any of them. You know, it's just it's it's something the kids are latching on to that makes their parents want to pull their hair out.
0: Right. The uh, the gyrating Elvis hips. I mean, that's a good comparison. It, it is true, and I, I know a lot of people scream and yell and say, "No, it's different," but you're right. I mean, it's it's fundamentally the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, my what I did enjoy the only part of that whole that whole thing that I did enjoy was the Beetlejuice jokes on um, on the guys on Alan Thicke's outfit. I know it's not a home but I'm going to call him Alan Thicke anyway. Yeah. On on his outfit because it's hilarious that he basically came out in a in a Beetlejuice suit. I,
1: that was fantastic. Yeah. The next day, I saw uh, my wife sent me a a, a Facebook picture. That somebody had superimposed Beetlejuice's face uh, onto th- that image, and uh, man, I, I was laughing you know, right <laughs> when I saw it. I thought that was great to ask. Right, that to me
0: is funnier and more more cu- culturally relevant than anything else. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yes, and uh, you know, Desert Pixie pointed out it's not even the first shocking thing there. There's all, all Madonna. Every year they do something shocking. That Madonna kissing Christina Aguilera, just all shock value and. You know, and and TD0013 said something similar on his Facebook page. Said, you know, if you're watching, then, you know, you were watching looking for something like that to happen. So don't, you know, don't tell me you're offended after you
1: you got what you wanted. The most shocking thing to me was that people were shocked because they saw it on the Video Music Awards. Why why are you surprised that you're seeing that? That That doesn't make any sense to me that you would be surprised by seeing something controversial shocking. Right.
0: On the network that made its name by Tony Katane, like gyrating on top of a Jaguar, you know, that's I can't believe I saw something sexual.
1: I know. Alright.
0: Alright, I am gonna I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna pole vault us ahead. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> to something to high something high and arty, you know, something high art like duel of the fates. Because, you know, I want you I want to get to Tony Mast, so I want to get my agenda bullshit out of the way.
1: Oh, this um, is good because people want to hear about your agenda. Once I start talking, people, I, I fully expect people to just be like, ah, "We've we heard that guy a lot before."
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me we can't do six episodes this time. We have to... no.
1: <laughs> There's not that many left.
0: <laughs> so, so Doodle of the Fates, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be like a battle royale with Cheese Doodle. Um, it's you know, it's not going to be uh, the classic Duel of the Fates. On what's not your dad's. Not your grandpa's Duel of the Fates. Um, it's going to be. I, I know I'm repeating myself. If you're familiar with it, then you're, you're you know you know what the deal is. It's we're going to kind of throw all of the contestants together at once. We have actually I haven't counted them. We have probably about offhand probably about twenty. And um, I encourage you know we had a sort of a low turnout on um, contributions but on, on character suggestions, which is fine, but. I definitely, and I can run this my, on my own for sure. But I will. I think your contributions are going to make it that much richer and funnier. Um, so we're going to do the same classic five categories from Duel of the Fates that we will do. Um, just like I said, we're going to throw them all together at once. So if you have, if you want to record and send in, or even just type it up and I'll read it. If you want to have a reason why your character that you've chosen, or or any character really, if you want to. Send me the reason, the funny reason or the serious reason why they would win that category. Then, then do that. Um, I haven't decided yet. If we get a whole bunch of content, then maybe we will spread this over two episodes. Otherwise, we'll do it all in one big shabam. Um,
1: It'd be like going back to the old uh, uh, sci-fi smackdown days when we had to split things up over multiple episodes because the battles we get just got too big.
0: <laughs> That's right. Right. The uh, I think. <laughs> It started, of course, with Starship Smackdown. Yeah. And that one you were able to condense into one, right? But, yeah, beyond that, it it grew and grew, I believe.
1: Yeah, uh, the X-Men versus Heroes was what finally killed the five. That is not a joke. (laughs) It was, that was, that we bit off a whole lot more than we could chew with that one. And, you know, I think this is probably going to go about the same route. It's... I think it's kind of fitting that this is going to be what wraps up and kills the dead man.
0: <laughs> it is, yes, it is ambitious. And again, you know, I, I think making this community project that everyone kind of rallies around and, and contributes to, like the Smurf song, like the um, 60 lines, I think, um, you know, we can all do this one last time. And, and of course, you know, this one, like the Smurf song, this one's going to kind of put out put it out there and, and depend on, I'm asking you to be witty and to contribute your wit and your your comedy to this. But, you know, you've got it in you. I mean, you've you've all proven that over 288 episodes in seven years. So I think um, – and, of course, your own works, like uh, Tony, like <laughs> all your podcasts. So I look forward to it all. I guess I'm ready to, uh, to talk about the five categories, and this is where we'll do the reveal of the rotating category. And, of course, we'll also – then we'll announce the twenty or so characters who are going to be in it. Fantastic. And and of course, since you've uh, been my lovely co-host here, if if you have a last-minute person to add or character to add, then then you you've got the floor. But um,
1: so no, I'll do- you, I I got mine in. I got mine in, and it's me. So I'm <laughs> I I uh, I got that in there already. You're the matchstick origami unicorn. The, well, that. I did get that one in there, didn't I? No, it was yes. the one before that, the uh, the gremlin on the wing.
0: Yes. Yes, that's he's in there. Um, so, all right. Well, all right, since we started with the characters, we've got... Um, all right, I'll do the characters first, then I'll do the categories. So the characters who are going to be in the final duel of the fates, our, our first suggestion was Mush. <laughs> so there's Mush... There is the Gremlin on the wing, um, and if you've not seen Terror at Forty Thousand Feet, the classic Twilight Zone episode, and it's also in the Twilight Zone movie, then you've really missed out on a huge cultural thing. Yes, and you'll never fly—you'll never fly the same way again because I always think of that when I fly,
1: especially at night in a storm. <laughs> yeah. So, see,
0: so yeah, our first three are crazy. We've got Mush, Gremlin on the wing, Chicken Scissors, <laughs> Huey Lewis. Krista Now, which was um, from Southland Tales. It was Buffy in Southland Tales. Smurfette. Gandalf the Gay. Not Gandalf the Gray. Gandalf the Gay. who's from an old Deadpan skit. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Jules Winfield. Cthulhu. Arthur Dent. Clyde from Pac-Man. I'm not sure how this will even work, but it's here. Vans Crap Joke of the Day. <laughs> Daisy Duke.
1: Clearly Vans Crab Joke of the Day has to go head-to-head with mush. <laughs> that, that has to happen at some
0: point. I know, we're, we're, we're getting uh, very very arty <laughs> here now. Um, so yes, after Vans Crap of the Joke of the Day, we've got Daisy Duke. Pitfall Harry, of course. Mm. The Chamberlain Skeksis. This is my my boss actually. Um, um, Lando Calrissian, the Santa thing, who's you know from the short story that that I wrote and we've we podcasted over the years. Um, the barbarian tribal leader, also from a couple of deadpan skits. Ash from Evil Dead, who's actually been in a couple of old Duel of the Face from the old days.
1: Absolutely,
0: Iron Man. The General Lee, Millennium Falcon, Zmed, of course. Yeah. Now, Justa Joe suggested this one, and I'm not going to kick her out, but I'm not sure how she fits in Deadpan history. But that's okay. okay. There's Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science, who, let's face it, is always welcome. Really, you don't
1: um, ever want to kick her out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the final and the final two, of course, are Tommy <laughs> who was a contestant in an Old Deadpan. Very good. And, and Matchstick Origami Unicorn, which of course is in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I know that that's a long list. And they're all, it's basically the same list that's on Facebook and on the Deadpan. But, you know, I'll post, I'll repost the official list. I'll post it on Deadpan. And the official categories. Now, these are things you'll, you'll send in your funny reasons why such and such character should win whichever category. Uh, the first category, of course, is who is the most iconic, um, which basically just means you know their cultural impact, you know how they resonate throughout throughout history. Um, you know, for example, you know Superman would have a more more of a cultural impact than say Deadpool. You know, you might like Deadpool better, but Superman, of course, would have more. That's just an example.
1: Now, let me let me ask this question, or is this still a t- for interpretation? Is this cultural impact on the deadpan community or just in general? Because I think when you look at somebody like Zmed, <laughs> I mean, you could go there. There are wildly varying levels of cultural impact, depending on whether you're looking at the, the deadpan community or, you know, the the rest of the world in general.
0: It's a good question. Now, um, now, hush. Okay, no, it's, it's a good question actually, and I would. And my my answer would be, whatever you got. If you got a great way that Zemed has impacted the world, if you have a great Greece two story or
1: something, then, then go so for it. make make your make your uh, make your point. Is is what I'm hearing?
0: Yeah, I'd say what you know. Right, whatever you got. If you want to talk about the way that Zemed changed. Deadpan. <laughs> um, see, I'm, I'm enacting the rule. Every time I say Zmed, I'm laughing. Um, but, yeah, if you want to talk about... Zmed or any of these people, if you want to talk about the way Clyde from Pac-Man impacted Deadpan or the world, then, you know, have at it. Um, and then, of course, there is who's, who would win in a fight, which is which that kind of speaks for itself. There is, of course, the famous love prowess category. Um, that's that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, with this crop, I think that is going to be a good time. I want to hear. I want to hear people talk about the General Lee Millennium Falcon and love prowess. Um, actually, I want to hear all twenty of them. I want to hear Smurfed and I don't. And actually, no, I don't. I don't know if I want to hear Chicken Scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> and then, and then, of course, the rotating category. Now, this is actually something that we're making the announcement right here now. Um, and and actually, the, they're all right. So the rotating category would be. I'll set it up a little bit. Think about how almost it was almost creative. Everyone who encountered Jabba the Hutt kind of was punished in their own unique way. Um, C-3PO had to become a translator. Princess Leia had to be, you know, his bikini slave. Sure. Han Solo was, you know, frozen to the wall. R2D2 had to become a servant. Luke Skywalker was fed to the Sarlacc, and, and it go, the list goes on. You know, the, every guy, everyone who ran into him was punished in their own unique way. You know, maybe Cy Snoodles was actually punished and performing. So, me, yeah. So, Will you tell me what their unique punishment would be if they were in the clutches of Jabba the Hutt. And of course, you can use the existing ones that we've seen before and talk about, you know, talk about um, Neil deGrasse Tyson in a slave girl bikini. You know, if you if you got it. You know, go just be there. Are no, there are no limits. If you want to come up with your own unique ways, or if you want to, you know, talk about. Just remember all the ones that are in the movie. Of course, I left out the Sarlacc pit. I even left out a few. Um, just talk, talk about ways that you're that these characters, that this character, why their punishment would be the most interesting, or the funniest, or the coolest. And that's the that's the rotating category Does, does that make sense? Is that
1: kind of yeah, clear? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to throw out one right now that uh, Van's crap joke of the day is the punishment is that he has to tell the crap joke of the day to Salacious Crumb and listen to that terrible, terrible laugh all the time.
0: Yes, of Java's Muppet. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Right. And, uh, yeah, again, I'm right. The ideas are already kind of bubbling up. So so there you go. That's that's the first. There's actually that's the first rotating category. The fifth category, of course, is intangibles. That's really just your last chance to make a point about the character that didn't fit in any of the preceding categories. And now, if there is going to be a tiebreaker, the tiebreaker is also a rotating category. So if it comes down to it, then what that will be will be which why, you're, why this character would have the coolest steampunk retrofitting. So steampunkify... Your character and describe them. Tell, tell us why they would be a, an awesome steampunk character. It's a good one. So yeah, I think those are two fun rotating categories. So I, I imagine since things might get rigged a little bit, so that we have two rotating categories. But I, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just you know an early prediction. <laughs> so if that's not clear, then feel free to ask on the comments page. Email me, jack at jackmangan.com. And uh, I, I think I've said all I have to say about that. Is I have clear do you have any any parting thoughts or, or shots or you wanna tell me the whole thing sounds stupid? No, I think
1: it's great. I'm excited because um, I, I think it's I think it's very apropos that, that the deadpan goes out with uh, with Duel of the Fates because my memories of hearing you for the first time, and it may not have been the first time I heard you, but my memories of you uh, of of listening to you first in a podcast and and being drawn to to, to your clever creativity was Duel of the Fates on It. so I I think it's just absolutely fitting that uh, that this is what what sends out that band also. Well, thanks, man. I, I I appreciate that,
0: and and also I I, I appreciate you being the one here to, to help pimp this because you know you're your parody of Duel of the Fates was just really just, that's one of the, the highlights of my podcast career was, you know, having you do such a, a fantastic parody. So,
1: so well, there they, go. yeah, it was, it was one of those things that I, um, when, when that whole uh, fan cast thing was, was put up and I, I wanted to be, I really wanted to be a part of it. And I came up with the idea. It um, was actually some discussion. It's like, ah, oh, well, what's Jack going to think of this is, you know, <laughs> this just gonna piss him off or but i with with the humor in which you approached it um and and i i i just hoped that you would understand that it was a, uh, um that it was it was really just flattery it was that joy of that thing so much and other and i knew other people did also um and that it was it was the the, the parody and the 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 mimicry of it was 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 just absolute flattery and um and trying to be clever on top of something that is inherently funny and comedic is probably one of the hardest things I've done <laughs> in in all the time that I've been podcasting, which is just a, a little bit shy of, of, uh, of, of, the, of the amount of time that you've been doing it.
0: Well, thanks again, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're certainly a veteran, too. And I think Backseat Producers has passed Deadpan in a... Episode numbers, right? Or are you getting there? Are, you still, are we still neck and neck?
1: Oh, we're just a little bit past you at this point. Just just an episode or two. There was a couple of unshows that um, that, that crept in there, so, so we were able to, to, to eke that out.
0: So you're already too gross, or you're, you're already beyond too gross.
1: We're not there yet, but I'm going to actually steal the content of this episode. And our episode uh, 289, this episode... So, welcome to Backseat Producers. <laughs> oh, excellent. We'll tell you what's
0: what's working and not working in Hollywood. Or at least on this podcast. Right. I know it's not working on, on this podcast, but it's a little too late to fix that. Uh, Skype is what's not working. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Skype is, is, is being a bitch, um, which is why I'm not going to be able to feed you comments again um, if you wanted to do that. Otherwise, I, I would actually vote that we, um, we talk more about Tony Mast and cool stuff you have going on for you know we've already gone a little long so let's let's kinda take this down the home stretch talking about focusing on, on Tony Mass. Hi, this is Anya from Buffy Between the Lines, the Audio Drama, and you're listening to Jack mango's Deadpan Podcast. Deadpan is the way I left out that one word. Is that okay? I mean, I've seen all manner of customs and you really don't want to know what some demons do with their mothers. I just have sex with Xander. Um.
1: And where's my paycheck? What?
0: All right. Well, cool. All right. Now, so on to the Tony Mast portion of the the program. And thanks again for helping me through these two agenda items. Um, no problem. And uh, so beyond the base, um, yeah, I know you've you've had a writing project for quite a while. And let's talk about it, it's a Robin Hood based writing project. And let's talk about it. this is exciting stuff. This is. um, I know you have a, a collaborator so tell I mean, tell as much or as little as you want to tell about about that
1: well um and just a real high level I'll go high level then I get a little more detail um, high level uh, the idea that was brought to me by um, my original podcasting partner um, back when we started fanboy Smackdown the other Tony um, who we actually met each other in a writing group so uh, that's that's what we know where we know each other from first and he came to me, gosh, it's, it's probably been two-plus years ago, and uh, he said, I've got this idea, um, and I, I think it might be bigger than I want to tackle alone. And uh, he, um, he, he brought to me the idea of doing a pair of novels, uh, one of them being the Robin Hood story told from the side of the sheriff. And the other one being told, of course, from the side of Robin, um, having those be the point of view characters or at least following their story the most closely. And the idea is to watch how their their perpendicular paths crossed and where the sheriff went from someone who was a war hero, a nobleman, um, somebody who was very well respected, both by the king and by the community into someone who was hated, feared, reviled, and then taking a look at at a criminal, um, someone who was a bad person, and the path that they went on to become someone who was uh, lauded as a hero of the people and and really kind of a savior to a way of life. And we started doing a ton of research. Uh, We looked at um, we looked at some of the movies, some of the TV shows, some of the books. We went back to the old epic poetry that's you know that's hundreds of years old. We took a look at um, the names of the people who are most commonly involved in the legends. Um, people like Loxley and Edward and Richard the, the kings um, uh, the, the sheriff himself and we found that we we started crafting a story Mm -hmm. that was was more fictional. And we we, we just tried to, we we stripped away a lot of the fantasy elements that have been introduced, the witches and and various things like that. We realized that the king, um, which is commonly attributed in most pop culture now to being Richard the Lionhearted, might have actually been Edward Longshanks. And um, we took a look at um, some of the some of the actual real people, like um, uh, Robert Robert Loxley, who uh, like even in the the um, uh, what's his name uh, the Costner movie, um, Robin Loxley is Costner's Robin Hood. Right. So we took a look at just all of that stuff, and we started crafting a story, and we started looking at the epic poetry and we started just crafting the story and we said okay here are some things we don't know we're just going to make them up for the purposes of good storytelling then we do a little more research and find out that the stuff we made up for purposes of good storytelling is actually buried in the legends It was like this this really cool serendipitous thing that it's like at every turn we just kept realizing that we were stumbling into the, the, the realities that, that exist in history books. And uh, so he is more inclined to, uh, to politics and the law and, and, um, and the, the, the philosophy of, of the kingdoms and the laws and things like that and my writing in the past has been typically more intimate, getting inside the heads of people, uh, getting their motivations and what makes them tick and, and what makes them afraid and what, what, what drives them. So when we looked at all that, it, it really made the most sense for him to take on the sheriff because there's a whole lot of political machinations going on and things like that on that side of the story, where Robin's story is a whole lot more intimate. There's, there's just a few guys running around the forest you know, just trying to do good things when there are any number of forces that are working against them. Right.
0: Deadpan is the motherfucking
1: way. And um, so we we set off on that path, and uh, my buddy finished his book, uh, and then his life went kablooey in 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 the best of ways. Um, new job very successful business uh, uh, marriage growing family th- you know things of that nature and um, but he's done <laughs> he finished his first draft and I'm about 30,000 words into mine uh, it looks like I-, I plotted out the the basic story I'm telling is probably going to be about uh, about a hundred thousand words and um, at least for the first draft and it's it's moving and I'm, I'm excited it's a it's an interesting story to me and it, I'm compelled to write it because I like the story and I like where it's going and I like these interesting characters and and what drives them and compels them and um what the the, the paths that they're taking and, and the mistakes they make along the way because I think those are the most telling and the most interesting yeah uh,
0: and you're right I, I, it's and I like your your approach to it. I, I like that these characters are ambiguous, um, which is which is a good thing. And so I'm intrigued, man. It sounds cool. I, I encourage you to keep going,
1: and I look forward to the to the end result. And uh, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll I'll dig just a little bit deeper into into a detail that was a little bit surprising, and I have found to be just a blast when it comes to writing. And it's that one of the characters within Robin's Merry Men, which uh, after doing a ton of research, um, I found out that, that, that Merry Men had nothing to do with them being happy or jovial or anything like that. Um, that was, in, in the language of the time, that was basically that they were a group of thugs or thieves or villains. Oh, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, the term it would have been it'd be like calling calling them nowadays Robin and his gang or his posse or you know, um, it would not be it's not a positive thing.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Um, so that that was one thing. Another thing is is they actually had a bard that was part of the group, and um, I I kind of crafted this this persona this personality for this bard, and he's just this loud, talkative, um, bard. He's, he's always looking for the story. He's always trying to tell you a story. Mm -hmm. He gets paid by the amount of words that he can sing to keep people interested and keep people drinking at the bar. So he is very loquacious. He just, everything he says, he spends 10 times longer than he needs to, to tell you a story. And, and I've, I've picked a few key chapters to write from his point of view that are just first person from his point of view, because damn it, that guy is, I want to, I want to go have a beer with him. (laughs) It's like, I want to hang out with that guy. And uh, if I ever do any kind of uh, audio with it, even if it's, you know, you know, best of circumstances that, it, you know, we get a, a, a book contract and things like that, I am going to absolutely demand that that voice is T. Morris.
0: Because
1: <laughs> that is the voice I hear when I'm writing that character. Just He's just having a good time and just enjoying everything that's going on around him.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I thought of T. when you when you said that. So that's, yep. uh, that's you know, like a good guy, a guy you want to have a beer with, who's, who's, but he's, he's always got a story. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, I look forward to seeing also what you do with the the Dave Chappelle character in the Merry Men. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, no, I um, like you said, it's it's great source material, and it's it's great. You know, your spin on it is is also exciting, man. So like I said, I, I encourage you to keep going. I I or definitely
1: time with it. It's it's taking a little longer than our original plans, but. You know, we're doing other things, and we have lives, and and we're okay. We're okay with the fact that it's taking longer than we planned, right? Because it's still moving forward. It is still, it's it's the ball is still rolling.
0: Right. It doesn't. It's not like a pipe dream. It's something you're working on, but you know. But you're also being a dad and being a all these other things that are that are good. You know, you're not. Yeah. So so good for you. So cool, man. Well, and I guess. I guess let's. I mean, I don't know if you have other stuff. Then by all means, you know, bring them out to the to the table. But I guess the the other thing that everybody knows you for and everyone is everyone is you know appreciates. And I know we have some some people who listen to both. So uh, let's talk about where back where backseat producers is headed. Um, or if, you know if I don't know if you have any new plans or new agenda items or if you're just kind of cruising along and still doing what you're doing, which which is uh, which in itself is a great game plan anyway.
1: Hello. This is T Morris. You're listening to Jack Mangan's Deadpan podcast. Yay. Yeah, um well, I kind of lump everything I do in podcasting into the, into a big tank because it's Baxi Producers is the is the the ship that drives that, you know, we are the beacon that that just drags everything else along that we do on our website because it's not just backseat producers anymore. We have backseat uh, book club. We have backseat box office. We have backseat quickies. And even my wife and I, we, we did it a couple times. We illnesses and vacations and stuff got in the way, but we did backseat reality, where we talked about reality television. That's and right. She, yeah. And it's a it's good just to, you know, pull her in and, and share my passion, my hobby with her. Um, so she doesn't feel like, oh, it's 9 o'clock on Wednesday. I get, you know, I get, uh, I get uh, exiled up to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says that, but, I mean, it's a chance for her to go to bed early. So she's, <laughs> it's, it's, not, not, uh, it's not,
0: a, it's not. <laughs> well, that's a cool, that is a cool thing. I mean, it's a cool thing you guys can do together and talk about reality shows. And, and you know, and, and again, it's good also that you don't have this strict, Schedule is like oh we have to do something tonight you know it doesn't matter if you're sick we got to do it you know it's good that you're doing it on your own your own pace. Yep,
1: yeah, and you know we I mean we we do it to have fun and if it's yeah. not fun like like Evo said you know when it's not fun anymore we're gonna stop doing it. Right. Uh,
0: I got still- so am so sorry to cut you off but these these all fall under, fall under the back seat so it's all back seat right it's all <laughs> seat. Now, if you were to to start up your uh, your weight loss podcast again, then that would that would be bent, that would be backseat losing it.
1: <laughs> no, actually, it would still be Tony's losing it. Okay, all right, so, let's go back. To that. And and that site still does exist. Right. Uh, and that's a long way from my joke. So sorry. It, it is persistent, and it will it will stay out there because that's one of those goals that I I still have. That one's that one's not as fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. That's a, that's a rough fifteen minutes.
1: Yes, <laughs> it, it certainly is. Um, but yeah, the, all the podcasts are still going well. And and the cool thing is, is that, you know, we, we've we got a small community around Backseat Producers, but the small community is branched out. We have other people that have taken on these other projects and are running with them under the name, under the umbrella of Backseat Producers. Um, and... You know, we, we do a monthly book club podcast. We do the weekly box office reviews. We do the every, you know, every week or two, the quickies, which is either a um, either a very short movie review or sometimes it's a it's a discussion topic. Like uh, the most recent one was a discussion about the Bech, Bechdel test. Uh, right. And I'm, I'm sure most of the, the deadpan folks know this, but it's the it's the test that what I didn't realize it was actually a joke in a webcomic. It was a throwaway joke in a webcomic that that spurned this, now this culturally significant test that people apply to movies and it's that um, you can only pass the Bechdel test if two female characters in your story have a conversation that doesn't involve men. Like The content of the discussion doesn't involve men. Fascinating, and and it's it's an interesting it's an interesting point to talk about. Um, But you can go listen to it. It's it's one of the backseat quickies, and it's the great thing is it's a four minute long episode. So I I I probably talked longer about that episode than than Scott actually did in his. (laughs) Um, So we're doing all this fun stuff, and and occasionally you get to a point. Where, and, I, and I don't know if, if you ever felt this way and you feel free to say yes or no. But you get to a point where there are days or a week where things just start backing up on you. And you get to a point where it's like, you know what? I just don't even want to turn on the microphones. I just I just don't. What's the point? I, just, I, just, I need a break. And then something happens and somebody says something or... You sit down at the mics, and, and the magic just happens. You just have a blast doing it, and you just feel revived. And it's happened a couple times in the last couple of months where and, – and it's not the, the negative part. I You know, I, I, every six months to a year, you get that, that bad week where you're just like, ah, maybe maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to think about hanging it up. And, and then something happens, and, and things just push up. Um, during one of our discussions one night – my, my podcasting partner, Adam, says, and it's we have it on record, so it's, it's, it's in the recording. He says, driving over here to record, because we record at my place, and driving, and he lives on the other side of St. Louis. It's a 45-minute drive each way for him. Wow. Uh, driving over here and getting here is one of the things I look most forward to every week. It's like, there are times where it's like, ah, I don't even want to leave the house, and then I get in the car and I come over here. And by the time I get here, I'm just so excited to be here. And he said, "Yeah, it's probably just the anticipation of you know driving over here to do it, but I just really have fun doing it." It's, it's like, all right, yeah, let's let's do this. <laughs> it just kind of pumps you up. And um, and then one of the things we did, since we were talking about instruments and guitars and everything, he's he's the one that plays guitar. I'm playing the bass. We were just joking around and. Our third partner, Daryl, couldn't make it that night. We said, bring your guitar. We're going to have a guitar cast. We're going to plug the guitars into the mixer along with the mics. We'll put the mics on the left channels, the guitars on the right channels, and we'll just fiddle around with our guitars while we're bullshitting. And we had a great time doing it. Um I had to release the episode three different ways because I wasn't sure I would alienate people by having that just just all that random noise coming through all the speakers at once. But it was totally worth it. I, I, I enjoyed editing it three different times and, and mixing it down three different ways for for the different different listening experiences. And we enjoyed it so much the first time. This past week, last night, in fact, when we knew Daryl wasn't going to show up, uh, we said, "Let's do it again." And uh, so, I've got to edit this thing three times for <laughs> release on Monday. Um, but at the same time, we also picked a movie that didn't really have a lot to discuss. Uh, we talked about Face Off. So, um, but right, know, the in-depth
0: yeah. meetings fine Face Off.
1: Yeah, just, just enough to talk about, and um, and I, I honestly think that, you know, because I, I listened to a little bit of it today, that you can hear the improvement from, from the first time we did it a, a couple of months ago. Oh, well, that's, yeah.
0: I mean, it's a fun, it sounds like you're having fun doing it, and that's going to be infectious, and also it sounds like it's growing organically and naturally, so I mean, it's you know, why not? I mean, that's 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 the real question. Why not? I mean, if you're having fun, then just like you said, if, if it becomes like, oh, we got to do this thing again, then, then, yeah, stop doing it. But if you're having fun, by all means, I mean. Everyone, this is Chris from the Jesus Geeks, and you are listening to Jack Mangan's Deadpan.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, you know how big these podcasting paychecks are. Right,
0: exactly. I, I wasn't going to go there, but exactly, right. I mean, this is... Yeah.
1: If there has to be something driving it. Um, and you know what? God bless the people who have figured out a way to monetize this thing. you know good for them.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that Oprah she's, she's really got the knack for making that, money in our podcast.
1: but I, I think at all at one point probably you know the six or seven years ago when you know we were we were really just getting going, um, I, I think uh, we could say otherwise but I think at some point in the back of our minds, we just knew that, man. When this thing takes off, and people really catch on to this podcasting thing, we can get we can get some advertisers. We can quit our day jobs and just do this all the time.
0: I definitely had that, that dream. I definitely had that, that fantasy that you know this was not going to just be the next form of blogging. Because you know, bloggers thought the same thing. People got on the ground floor of blogging thought like, wow, this is going to be great. I'm going to get you know thousands of hits a day. I'm going to get rich off my pod off my blog and podcasting was the same way, I mean, you know, uh, you're right, I had the same thought, and I'm not ashamed that I thought that this would, you know, lead elsewhere, and and certainly there were other media opportunities and opportunities that that came up through 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 doing this, but, you know, still, that's not, I'm not going to look back and say, like, oh, you know, maybe I could have turned this or that thing through podcasting into a career, I'm going to look back and think, like, I had fun conversations,
1: and fun meetups and fun times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's the reason I do it every week is and, and I, I'm not shy about saying that the reason I podcast every week is because it gives me a damn good excuse to get together with my friends on a Wednesday night, have a drink or not. And, and just, just shoot the shit. Just right. have a discussion. You and know, and, and also, than that.
0: Yeah, exa- and also it, you know, as a creative person, it, it Gave me a way to get my creative creative output out there for people to, so I could share the things I do with people. You know, when I come up with a new mashup or a new piece of music or a new piece of writing. You know, at 20 years ago, it was the struggle like, you know, you'd be sitting in your basement thinking, well, anyone? I've just written my I've just written my masterpiece. Will anyone ever see it? You know, will I have to go through the the epic struggle to get it published, and then will anyone ever see it? But now it's like, well, I'll get it out there to a small group of people, and I'll share my stuff with. You know, with a small group of people, and that's that's as a creative person who you know, without stars in my eyes, that's that's really all you could ever ask for. You know, to do something that you're proud of and to share it with people.
1: Yeah, if 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 I've learned nothing else through podcasting, it is that um, that realistic goals and realistic dreams don't mean that you have to give up on bigger things and you can get just as much enjoyment and satisfaction out of meeting the small goals as you can, you know, dreaming about the big ones that may or may not ever happen. You know, I when when we hit episode 100 and then 200, you know, we're 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 looking at quite possibly by the end of 2013 hitting episode 300. These are things that when we, when we sat down and recorded our first episode, we're not even fathomable. Hmm. When 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 Tony number two and I sat down on his bed in his crappy little apartment with podcasting for dummies sitting in between us <laughs> using a stick mic. You know those stick mics you got when you used to buy a PC that they just kind of throw in? We, we held one of those between us and talked into it. The first two or three or ten episodes of Fanboy Smackdown were recorded almost exactly that same way. Um, but it, it was always just about fun, and, and it's still that. And we found new ways to have fun with it, and uh, it just keeps going. And well, that's awesome, man. I think that that's a good way
0: good way to wrap up you know we've we're just about at the hour mark so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna shut us down there and i think that's a great way note to go out on anyway but um you know i definitely want to say thanks tony for for being on deadpan and for you know all you've done for deadpan of course you know with the server setting up the server and and uh it's just been you know it's been awesome kind of knowing you through the podcast world and everything man of course of course after we get too gross i look forward to to hanging out more and also having having the bandwidth, uh, the personal bandwidth to to throw a few a few things your way. You know, I'd, I'd love to, to play with to play in backseat producers once in a while.
1: That would be fantastic. Move like butter. Move like butter. Move like butter. Move like. butter Motherfuckers. Move like butter.
0: Three of the big things. Move like butter.
1: Move like, like Motherfucker Move like Better Move like Better Move. Like move like Motherfucker Um now I actually have two more things that I want to talk about. Let's let's hit them. One of them is very serious, I'm gonna save that till the end. Okay. The other, is sausage fest
0: yes no and
1: you're right i I, I apologize for leaving that out yes we do have to get to sausage fest uh, for for those who may not know who don't follow me on Twitter or Facebook or or see me on the on the comment section pimping this out in just, just courageous ways sausage fest is a it's a room party that happens at a local convention uh, it's it's a, it's a room, a charity room party that happens at Archon, which is uh, St. Louis's premier sci-fi, fantasy, gaming media convention. Uh, it happens in October. Uh, October just happens to be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we, uh, we have chosen that Sausage Fest is not just Sausage Fest. It's Sausage Fest for breast cancer awareness. And now under, the, under our breath, we also say, and research. Uh, we changed our charity uh, just before last year's Sausage Fest. And uh, any money we make uh, above and beyond the cost of the event itself and any of the perks that we send out for, for donations uh, goes to breast can- the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, which is a, a fantastic organization um, that devotes uh, their time, money, and energy into Uh, finding and providing support for researchers of breast cancer Uh, yes uh, we previously had Coleman as our as our uh, sponsoring uh, organization Uh, they were less than willing to work with us and um, we have had a completely opposite experience working with breast cancer research foundation Um, plus when ninety-one cents of every dollar you donate goes to research, you feel really good. Okay. All right, and
0: yeah, I, I, again, without going into the politics of it, I think that's a. I applaud the move, and of course, I applaud Sausage Fest. I mean, this is a great thing you've done year after year. Now it's been it's been a few years, so I mean, it's a.
1: This great is number, thing. This is number four, uh, and you know what. Maybe at some point we can figure out a way to, uh, you know, combine Sausage Fest and Archon with a meetup. I like when we get, Come to St. Louis.
0: I like because it.
1: St. Louis is a whole lot more centrally located, and St. Louis in October, the the temperatures can wear, vary pretty wildly, but you can have an, a a very nice temperate day, jacket weather in the evening. It's kind of kind of nice. Plus drinking and smoked meats so can you <laughs> eat
0: that yeah i mean that that all if the stars can align that sounds fantastic I would, I would i really would really would enjoy that and that's that is on the list of things you know that that i intend to have happen there's it's it's, it's a fairly long list but yeah that's something that I, I would really love to do i mean you know and you're right it would be a great way to kind of mash up a meetup with it too but um no pun intended with the smoked meats, but, I, um, sure. <laughs> uh, that's not, I mean, definitely. Um, still this year that I, I can guarantee just, you know, my money's going in other places this year, unfortunately, but uh, that's not, I, I will definitely contribute to, uh, to the cause, but I, I won't be able to, to do it in person this year.
1: That's, you know what, um, giving me a few minutes to talk about it here is, is a great way to contribute and, you know, Go to the website SausageFestSTL.com. We've got some cool perks. Uh, we've added a few more this year, um, but we've got wristbands, we've got uh, T shirts, hoodies, ale glasses, backpack. Um, it, you know, if you're if you are an online business, if if anybody here has an online business, or or um, if you happen to be in the St. Louis area and I don't know you, <laughs> but come to Archon. Have you know find us we're pretty hard to miss um we'll we'll be having our party saturday night there but uh we have a donation level It's, it's 250 bucks but uh your logo your website will go on the flyers that get distributed throughout the convention um it's it's a good way to do some some target marketing to some some geeky people who like giving at least they like giving me money <laughs> to go to, to, to go to breast cancer, um, but we've you know we've we've been very successful with with doing that and collecting money up front. Last year we were actually able to collect more than enough money to host the event to pay for all the perks that we were able to give uh, some of the money from the pre donations straight to the charity. And uh, it's it's great it's great we have a we have a we have a great time at the party too. It's it's a lot of fun.
0: All right, so, so there you go. If you're in the St. Louis area, then look up – then check in the, the possibility of going. If you're not, then you should definitely give because, uh, as Tony said, it's, it's for a very important cause, um, and, uh, and and you know, you have a good a good charity lined up for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If you can't give – if you can give just a couple minutes of your time to, to boost the signal and, and make sure people are aware that, that we exist and um, – and, and that the charity exists, and if you can just pass on the the URL, sausagefeststl.com. Sausagefeststl Sausage Fest STL is the abbreviation for St. Louis dot uh,
0: Excellent. Another. Deadpan podcast.
1: Stay a while. Stay
0: forever. <laughs> and that, now that was a serious one, right? Or was that the uh, was that no. was that the fun one?
1: Is the fun one. The serious one is Mr. Mangan, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I think you have a problem. <laughs> really? Um, now, I'll, I want you to follow the logic with me. I'm not going to expose anyone's names, but uh, you have a new housemate with you. Yes. Alright? Um, that housemate has certain initials. Now, I have those same certain initials. And so does Mr. T. Morris. If I'm not mistaken, that's a very interesting coincidence. You you seem to have surrounded yourself with people that have the initials TM. And I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. Um... I know. I should, we should
0: trademark that. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: that's that's true. That never occurred to me. You know what? I honestly don't know when it occurred to me. But it <laughs> struck me as funny. And I knew at some point I wanted to bring it up. And uh, when I knew I was going to be on here, it's like, this is, this is the opportunity.
0: Yes. St- um, you know, there's my I guess there's there's my man crushes and then of course my girl crush are all are all TMs I guess
1: I guess I guess
0: that is that you know and that tr- that had truly never occurred to me so that that's pretty hilarious, um, and uh, by the, I see I thought you were going to go with the DP you, you know, know oh. her, her online handle is uh you know is also
1: well that's true that's true
0: is also yes but in fact here she, here she comes actually. <laughs> let, me, let me let me drop this. that Tony just just revealed to the world. He just revealed you know some kind of secret to the world. Here, I'm going to give her an earbud so she can hear. Um, so actually, we're the no. the other TM has just joined us. So I don't know if you can hear her. Um, so Tony has pointed out that that there's not only Tony Mast and T Morris, but there's another TM who's near and dear to me. Aw, so is Tony Mast near and dear to you? Yes, absolutely. Well, aw, and, yeah. T, and T Morris is near and dear to you? Yes. Well, one day Tony and I will actually have a, a duel to the death for T's <laughs> for T's <tease> affections. But <laughs> until then, though,
1: you know. that Pip will kill us. <laughs> I think that goes without saying,
0: right? <laughs> and you know, PC Herring will swoop will swoop in to kind of clean up.
1: I, that yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> and actually,
0: that means he's going to have to change his name. You know, he's going to have to be like T.M. Herring. Well,
1: that's, that's probably true. <laughs> it's, it could be a pseudonym. He could be a T.M., and you just don't know it.
0: That's true. <laughs> Transmedia. You know, if if you gave me time, I could think of a great um, Burt Reynolds Trans Am joke, you know, Smokey and the Bandit, but you know I don't have I don't I don't have the time or you know the comedy team, but you know I'll work on it. and I'll come <laughs> up back with a great Trans Am, T M joke.
1: We could all have tacos and martinis. <laughs> there
0: you go. And so- and Sally Field riding shotgun.
1: Um,
0: Frog. Um. So uh, yeah, I, this what you're right. This was a serious thing, and I'm glad you saved something with this kind of gravity for the for the, the finale.
1: It's made me rethink my entire life and. It, every decision I've ever made. It should. You're going to go back and you're going to look and you're going to see how many times the initials TM have influenced you. <laughs> and it's going to be shuddering to your soul.
0: I know. This is going to be like that movie, uh, the 23 movie, where you know, that- the number 23 shows up everywhere. Which I didn't see. How, how Was it terrible? I don't know. I didn't see that one either. <laughs> oh, see, when the back producer I saw hasn't it. seen it. Oh, ha- you've seen it?
1: No. Come on now.
0: Right, it's got... <laughs> Ace Ventura in it I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right well um, I, I I am kind of you see I'm, I'm kind of speechless now um, but I appreciate you bringing these two very important matters to attend to our, our attention and, and you know I, I again I'm glad that you uh, you didn't shut us down so that you were able to kind of uh, bring these two important matters to everyone's attention.
1: I, everyone had to know everyone right. had to know.
0: Uh, um. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, this has been Deadpan TM with uh, just picture little TM for Trademark featuring Jack Mangan TM Desert Pixie TM and Tony Mask's TM <laughs> of the Backseat Producers TM Thanks Jack <laughs> um, Well thanks again, you know thanks for everything over the past couple of years man and, and that goes as far back as winging it, and thanks for being on. And we will, um, we will continue this beyond beyond too gross.
1: Oh, and, and Oh, go
0: ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Jack, thank you. I know that there are probably a lot of people that that want to be able to tell you this, but thank you for Deadpan. Uh, it's been, it's been a blast. I know it's not quite over yet, but uh, this is probably one of the last. Times my voice will be on the the, the main show, and I just want to say thank you for everything from winging it to today, and um, and and giving us the opportunity to you know to be part of your life, part of, of your experiences, and making Deadpan a place that anyone can contribute, and um, you know and, and and giving giving people a voice. And it's it's been awesome.
0: Well, thanks, man. I you know, I'm a little bit reclined now. So I, seriously, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. That's really fantastic to say. And, and um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut us down because I don't have any response except Not for thank you for saying that. Thank you. All right. All right. I'm gonna do my snappy thing.